back at her for the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You want to talk to Lior about your uh, your workplace rights, your workplace overall, a severance offer, anything under that uh, particular umbrella we'll talk about here tonight. Lots of stuff to get through. And a reminder as well, uh, Monday night, Wednesday night, the weekend shows here, the Employment Hour, and also now on Global TV, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, you want to check out the first episode or subsequent episodes, employmenthourtv.ca if you want to do that. Uh, Lior, hey, pal, week that was. That's how we always start. How are you? John, great. Uh, great to be back. And uh, a lot of uh, calls hopefully coming our way so we can talk and inform people about their yep. uh, workplace rights and, and you know solve some problems. Uh, a lot of times uh, we, we've had people call us in a, in a very difficult situation and they feel a lot better after calling the show. Uh, they have some guidance. They have some direction as to what to do. So if you're struggling with something at work that's happened, uh, you, maybe your hours of work have changed, you haven't gotten paid your overtime, you lost your job, something uh, something's changed in the terms of employment. Well, you don't need to figure out what to do. I can tell you what to do. Just give me a call. We're here till 8 o'clock, and we'll answer those and other questions. And to get us started on the week that was, a couple of matters that I saw over the past uh, few days uh, coming across my desk. Uh, the first matter, John, I'll tell you about, involved a gentleman who a couple of months ago got into a, 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 a verbal altercation with his boss, the, the president of the company. Uh, and apparently things got fairly heated. Obviously, thankfully, there was no violence, but some, some foul language, I guess, was used. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the good thing is they, uh, they, they went their separate ways. The next day they decided to let it kind of bygones be bygones and move forward. And they did. They continued working, and, and, you know, they may not have been best friends beyond that point, but they were cordial and able to work together. Was Fast forward two months later, just earlier this week, uh, he gets called into a meeting, this gentleman, with that same boss, and the boss tells him, you know, given what happened a couple of months ago, I've decided to let you go. He hands him a termination letter, and sure enough, that letter says, we're letting you go for cause, given what happened two months ago. And that's when he called me and wanted to know, can they do this? I thought we've resolved this, uh, and, and, you know, what gives now? Well, here's the thing, John. The interesting thing is that if they had let him go two months ago for cause, given what happened, the company probably would have been right. You know, he, he did something he wasn't supposed to. He really, you know, I guess disrespected his, his boss, and that's a big deal. So potentially, potentially that would have been cause. But... If you can allow him to continue working two months later, you cannot rely on this. You cannot rely on something that happened two months later. If something was so bad that the company had no choice but to terminate for cause, well, how does he continue working for two months? So the, the, the rule really is simple. If you're going to do something that's bad enough to be, uh, to be cause, the employer would have to act on it immediately. If he acts on it too much later, then they lose the ability to do so. Right. So in this case, this is a wrongful dismissal. Even though he did something wrong, it's not caused given the delay, and he's owed severance. He's a six-year employee. I assess him as being owed as much as nine months' pay, and I'm going to be working with him over the next uh, few days to make sure that he gets that. So I want our, our, our uh, listeners to understand that, that you may have done something wrong, but if the, if the employer continued working with you, if they, they you know moved on uh, with, uh, with your work relationship, they can't come back now and punish you for something that happened in the past. That's, that's not appropriate. They can't rely on it. And if your employer does that and lets you go, John, that would be a wrongful dismissal. You can call here tonight as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. What else you got going on? 
I got a call, John, from a lady that uh, has been off. She's been off work for a few months. She was diagnosed with uh, fibromyalgia, and, uh, and she's been off on disability leave. She was uh, receiving benefits through her long-term disability uh, plan. But uh, a few weeks ago, she received a letter from the long-term disability insurer that they're going to cut her off and that she's not going to be receiving coverage. So she, she started dealing with, actually with my firm, to, to deal with the insurance company to get reinstated. But in the meantime, she got a letter from her employer saying, we understand from the insurance company that you can work, so we need you to come back to work. She responded saying, no, I can't work. Here's a doctor's note saying I can't work. I, the insurance company is wrong, and, and I'm not able to come back to work. Well, the company responds saying, well, we think you are. The insurance company is telling us that you are. So because you're not coming back to work, we'll consider you as having resigned. So long, farewell. And, and obviously very upset. She calls me. She's in a difficult situation. On the one hand, the insurance company has cut off her coverage. On the other hand, now the company is saying that she is resigned. And all along, she's sick. She can't work. Her doctor is even telling her she can't work. Uh, so she's obviously in a very difficult situation. She wanted to know what her rights were. Well, certainly, John, uh, as, re as relates to the employment aspect to the employer, the employer can't say, we don't believe your doctor. The employer can't say, we're going to listen to the insurance company. Frankly, it doesn't matter what the insurance company says to the employer. What matters is what her doctor says. And if her doctor says she can't work, then she can't work. And she can continue to be off work, and she can't be punished. She, can be, she cannot be terminated. It's not a resignation. So this employer is, is really not uh, acting appropriately. So what they've done here is they've, in fact, terminated her. But also there's a human rights aspect to this mm -hmm. because they're letting her go because of her medical condition. So I want employers to understand this. When a, an employee provides you with a doctor's note that says they can't work, now you can ask for clarification if something is unclear. And you can ask questions about when they'll be able to come back to work. But you can't say, we don't believe the doctor. You can't say an insurance company says something else. You can't let them uh, go. You can't make them resign. None of that can happen. So, uh, and by the way, John, we're also going to deal with the insurance company because she should be continuing on the on the uh, insurance on the LTD. Uh, if that ever happens to you, you get cut off the insurance company. If your company gives you a hard time, you know what to do. You give me a call. And with that, we'll take a short break, my friend. Get into this as well. As we uh, started to talk about uh, a few nights ago, we'll get back into it, the discussion of rules of thumb. Every employee must know that. The severance pay calculator is coming up as well. And phone lines, of course, are wide open for you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. It's the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. We will get to our topic uh, so far of rules of thumb that every employee must know first. So we always get to our phone calls first. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your Cell. Richard, good evening. How are you? Hey, good evening, uh, gentlemen. Hey, Lior. This is uh, Richard, the recruiter. How are you? Doing great. How are you, Richard? Very good. Listen, um, I come across a lot of the issues that you talk about with your um, your callers and some of the anecdotes that you provide. One thing that uh, is kind of different that I've never heard you uh, talk about is um, I get a lot of candidates that sometimes um, they come to me because they're they're feeling that they're overworked. Uh, simply because the company has gone through, say, a merger or is being acquired, it's really uh, dramatically altered their um, their work requirements. Uh, sometimes they're having to work, you know, very extended hours, and I guess that would constitute a major change in their work. Would that um, would that constitute in your um, in your uh, profession a 
wrongful dismissal or something along those lines where they could uh, maybe try to, um, you know, resign with severance? Sure. Yeah, Richard, excellent question. And when the terms of employment are are being changed, that absolutely could be what we call a constructive dismissal. And and that absolutely applies to a change in workloads, change in work hours, for sure. If you can show that normally you were doing task one and two, and now you're doing task one to five, uh, then yeah, that's a significant change. Obviously, the employee would have to be able to establish and prove that. Uh, It's very easy when it comes to hours, if you, you know, because there's always a log of hours. So if you normally work eight hours a day, now you have to work 10 hours a day. And that, that, again, another big significant change. Uh, What I always tell people is try to deal with that internally first when there's a, a workload issue. So, so talk to the employer and put it in writing. I always say that it has to be in writing. Uh, but but ask for some change. Explain to them why it's difficult, why this is a big deal, and give them the opportunity to fix the problem. And that also creates a record of this. If the company doesn't fix the problem and if the company says, yeah, too bad, so sad, then the employee may well have the option, as you say, Richard, to, to resign with severance, what we call a constructive dismissal. But in that type of situation, I don't want anyone to resign first and call me later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you call me first, and then we talk about whether it makes sense to resign. But yes, you absolutely can do that if your workload has changed in a significant way. So related to that, then, Lior, if um, I guess if you don't write that letter and you continue to, because sometimes you don't recognize that right. you know, things have altered so dramatically until you're already kind of uh, you're up to your eyeballs with work, right? So I guess if you, I was wondering if you if you were sustaining that level of work for a period of time, would that constitute that you've accepted those hours? Uh, And is it that letter that kind of shows that you have not? It's a good question. Certainly, if you're continuing to work the law would allow the employee an opportunity to, to you know, try it out, so to speak. Uh, you, maybe this is just a temporary thing. It was just a bad week or a bad couple of weeks, and I'm going to be a good soldier and, and continue working. It's, it's, once it becomes clear that this is the new norm, that the employee should be resigning. So, yeah, the fact that you may be working for a while doesn't deprive you of the ability to pursue it. That that email, as I said, is a very good idea, and it, it's going to be extremely helpful. But, of course, the longer the employee continues working in that situation, the more difficult it is uh, to, to pursue a constructive dismissal. Uh, thanks very much. Thank you, Thank you, Richard. Richard uh, moving forward, uh, you need that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Leo. Let me squeeze uh, John in here quickly before a break. Hey, John. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, What's happening with you? Uh, just a question. Company is a non non union company. They're They're looking to become union, and my question is, when they become union, I've worked there for six years, and if I were to get let go after they become a union company, after we all become a union. Uh, is there does, does it does it come back to uh, like getting my severance for six years, or do I just go to a union hall and that, that'll be it? Yeah, good question. So, so the answer is in two parts. Number one, yes, your, your six years do count towards your own if you're let go. So that's not a problem. The problem is that if you're let go as a union employee, you're going to get pennies on the dollar, even with that six years. Uh, because union employees get a lot less when a termination happens. It's in the collective agreement. You're potentially looking at only a week's pay per year of service, whereas as a non-union employee, you would be getting several times that much. So, yes, your seniority will be recognized. 
but you're still going to be getting a lot less as a union employee than you would as a non-union employee. Right. Okay? Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, John, John, for that call. We'll get to more of that. In fact, we'll, we'll pick up that topic when we come back because we, uh, we like to cover a bit of that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Help at employmenthour.com through email to get a hold of Lior. The Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour continues Monday nights as well. The weekend shows and now Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. on Global TV. You will catch the Employment Hour in 30. EmploymentHourTV.ca if you want to check out our first episode that aired and subsequent ones from that point as well. Lewis, how are you? Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? So I just got a question here. So I, I worked for a company for about 12 years, and then I uh, I quit, and uh, about a year went by, and uh, long story short, I'm working for them again. Now, if they were to uh, lay me off, um, how much um, entitlement would I be looking at uh given that I, I stopped working, would it reset back to the, like, one year kind of thing, or, or would they take the previous uh, employment with them into account? Now, when you came back, Lewis, did, did you contact them or apply for a job, or did they recruit you back? Um, I contacted them. Now, was there any sort of implicit recognition of your past service? Did they, I don't know, give you the same employee number if you have employee's number? They, was there any yeah. other, I don't know, like a, a 12-year PIN or something, any recognition like that of your past service? I got the same employee number. Um, basically, my all my pay stubs are in the system. It's like I never left. <laughs> and were you getting paid what you were making before? I actually got a bump in, in pay. So, uh, and, and did you have to go through an interview process, or was it one of those things where you call them up and say, I want to come back, and they hire you? Yeah, pretty much it was that. I, they want to come back, and they hire you. So, Louis, there, there's certainly an argument to be made that they've implicitly recognized that, that past service. That when they brought you back, you know, after a year, they weren't bringing back a new employee. They were bringing back you with your 12 years, and they, they maybe not explicitly, but implicitly, recognize that service so there would absolutely be an argument a strong argument i say that if and when they decided to let you go that that they need to tack on those 12 years of of service now how many uh how many people uh approximately work work, uh, work for this company ballpark uh, i'd say sixty thousand worldwide and in ontario uh probably half of that i'd say okay so uh because of some operation of the Employment Standards Act, oh, uh, oh okay, so I'm going to finish the thought. I think we lost yep. them, but uh, just by operation of the Employment Standards Act, at a minimum, if they let you go, uh, if they if they let him go right now, they would have to pay him a minimum of 14 weeks pay. Don't, doesn't matter really how it got there, but even after one year, even if he's a one-year employee, they would have to pay him for 14 weeks, but potentially a heck of a lot more than that if we can get his past 12 years of service fully recognized. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Give me some details on it, pal. We love this tool. Yeah, John. So SeverancePayCalculator.com, a tool that I created, very proud of that, you know, four or five years ago now. Uh, time flies. But I created it mm-hmm. because I wanted to help people understand how much they're owed if they lost their job. I wanted to make it as easy as possible. I already try to make it easy by being accessible and doing the show and allowing people to contact me with, with questions. But I wanted to make it even easier. You can do it anywhere, anytime. Just find out how much you're owed. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. 
Again, severancepaycalculator.com, and you input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you're done. That's it. It's going to tell you how many weeks, how many months pay you're owed. It's free. It's anonymous. It's easy to use. Uh, tens and tens of thousands of people over the past four to five years have used it. It's always the first place you can go to because it's so easy. You can just check your severance package. You have a severance letter. You're, you're upset, of course, because you lost your job. But if you go to severancepaycalculator.com, you can find out immediately how much you're owed. And maybe you, maybe just like our previous uh, uh, caller, maybe you haven't lost your job, but you're curious. You want to know what would be owed to you if you lost yeah. your job. Severancepaycalculator.com. We'll take a short break. We'll get into our uh, rules of thumb that every employee must know. We left off last show to the next one, which is a really big point you want to hear. In the meantime, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Help at employmenthour.com through email. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up here. Talk radio. AM 640. You still have plenty of time to call in. Talk to Lior. Get your questions answered for sure, just like uh, our pal Colin here. Hey, Colin, good evening. How are you tonight? Good. What is, uh, what's going on with you? Uh, it's a friend of mine, uh, was a 16 and a half year long employee with a company. Um, in 2007, she took a position as a, a sales representative, uh, although she never, ever actually sold anything. She just more or less was a PR person for the company. Uh, so she did a lot of work from home and a lot of travel for work. Um, in August of this year, mid-August of this year, the company introduced new technology for logging her sales visits. On September 28th of this year, the, the owner of the company called her in for a meeting and asked her what was going on. She disclosed to him that for over a year now, she'd been dealing with a little bit of depression. Uh, she had not been filling out the sales logs or the visit logs completely the way he had given her the 20 minutes of training on and a month later he fired her now colin did she was she paid severance uh he gave her two weeks worth of pay no and, and that didn't include her commission structure okay and, and this is the reason i guess was if i understand correctly that she wasn't filling out the 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 sheets properly it wasn't that that she was not working or she just wasn't filling out the sheets is that right correct it was a it was a uh a, a data pad like a, an ipad right that linked up to the system and so she would drive from her hometown to say kingston and visit six or seven different places and she wouldn't log into the iPad and, and link up to the internet and do all that stuff at the time. She might do it the next day. She might forget to. Got it. uh, it's, not that, it's not that she wasn't doing the job. It's that she wasn't reporting it to him on a timely basis. Right. She wasn't logging it uh, the way he wanted. So, so let me say this. I mean, there's not even a question in my mind that what you've described is not cause, which means if she is let go, she's owed full severance. And after 16 years... I can tell you it's going to be a heck of a lot more than two weeks' pay. How old is your friend? Uh, 43. So she'd be looking at a, at least a year's pay, potentially as much as 14 months' pay. Okay, so anywhere from 12 to 14 months. So she's been wrongfully dismissed uh, in, in the most obvious of ways. Uh, now, even though she may have 
had an obligation to fill out those those uh, you know reports, it doesn't mean that. Uh, but the fact that she didn't is it's, it's cause. It's not even close to being cause. So she's owed full severance. Uh, I hope that she hasn't signed anything, and I hope she, that she is not. Uh, uh, concerned about pursuing it because she really needs to. We're talking about a lot of compensation here, Colin. So you've been a good okay. friend by calling here on her behalf, but have her call me at the office. I need to talk to her. I need to help her. This should not be difficult to resolve at all, Colin. Okay. Colin, I'll give you that number right now, one 821 5900 Give that to your friend, one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com through email as well. And your phone call is right here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Peter, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? I just want to ask, uh, okay, so I've been with this company going on 15 years. Um, I'm in sales. And uh, I have a base, salary base, and commission. Um, right now, uh, after these 15 years, they're saying they're going to revamp the commission. I'm assuming it's to get paid less. I was just curious to see if they have the rights to change the, commis- the commission mm-hmm. on us. No, they, they don't have a right to change it uh, in a negative way. Absolutely not. Now, if they were to say, we're going to reduce some commission on item A, but we're going to increase, increase the commission on item B, and, and if it's not really going to impact you in a significant way, then no, that, then that may be okay. But if it's something that's a negative change that's going to reduce your compensation, Peter, then no, they don't have a right to do that. that that's a, a classic constructive dismissal situation, which means you would be able to, to uh, pr- pursue this uh, or leave with compensation. So what I want okay. you to understand is that the fact that I say they're not allowed to do it doesn't necessarily mean that there's a way to stop them from doing it. Doing, it's a yes. question of if they do it, it gives you potentially the right to leave with severance, with compensation. And after oh. all these years that you've worked there, you, you'd be probably looking at, at more than a year's pay. So okay. if that happens, so the, if they're in that situation... Words, don't sign any papers. What's that? Yeah, do not sign any papers. Uh, if they want you to sign a new commission structure, unless you're confident that it's a good idea and that it, it's a good deal for you, do not sign it. Uh, and if, if it, they introduce that change, before you accept it, before you start working under the new terms, give me a call. You don't want to accept the change. Once you accept it, it's too late to go back. Okay. I Peter, they, uh, have they done it before? Uh, well, they, they've changed the, the commission before to better. So they offered more uh, commission on the items, but now rumors are they're they're changing the commission where they probably our commission would be by half instead wow. of what we're making before. Yeah, so no, again, no, Again, no. I don't know all the details. This is what I've been told by hearing people speak and talk to me, but I just wanted to get an idea, and it was a good thing because I usually listen to 640, and somehow I'm on the road and I'm listening to this. I'm like, Okay, this is the time for me to call and get a you better bet. idea. <laughs> you bet. So I, I got your direct number already. I copied that from my phone. So Perfect. once I get but introduced next week when it's the meeting happening, uh, then I know better what to do. You got it, Peter. Man. Brilliant. Thanks for making that phone call. If that, the reason why I asked him that, Leor, if they'd done it before, say, five years ago, could they do it again if they'd lowered the concern? Yeah, uh, and yeah. certainly. If, 
if they had changed his compensation negatively before and then he accepted right. it and uh, there was nothing you know done at the time, then arguably they've gained the right. They've, they've gotten this new implied term that we can change your compensation negatively. So that would have been a problem for him. Thankfully, the only changes they made in the past were good ones. They never you know cut his compensation. So because they haven't done it before, if they try to do it now, he has a choice. He can accept it. He can continue working with the new terms, half commission or whatever it is. Or he can say, no, I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to leave and make you company pay me my full severance. We'll, uh, we'll take a break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Help at employmenthour.com. You want to get a hold of Lior through email, you can do that as well. Right back to your phone calls after we take that break. Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. Want to know what your severance offer should be? SeverancePayCalculator.com. Email is help at employmenthour.com. And as always, Lior's number 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of the man himself. You have some time here to call in till, uh, till 8 o'clock in the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour. Thanks for hanging in there, Julie. Good evening. Hi. Hi, Julie. What's going on with you? Uh, well, it's not me. It's actually my niece. Okay. Um, so she works for a very well-known coffee and donut shop in Canada. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so they've decided that because of the wages increasing in the coming year, mm-hmm. that they are no longer going to pay them for their two 15-minute breaks each day, mm-hmm. which they pay for for years and years and years. They're still, you know, going to get the break. They just will no longer be paid for that time. So every day they'll get paid for half hour less, I guess. Half hour less, yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, certainly let's start with the proposition that they can't do that legally in the sense that it's a change in the terms of employment. The real question is, does it rise to the level of a constructive dismissal? Now, I would say that if you're someone that works, let's say, every day, and now every day you make or you get paid for half hour less, if you work five days a week, two and a half hours, yeah, I mean, I, I mean that adds up, right? That that certainly does add up. So they may be in a position potentially to treat that as a constructive dismissal. It, it's it's borderline in terms of the level of change, the, whether it rises to that level. Unfortunately, Julie, there's no way to make them change their mind. It's a question of if your friend, your 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 niece, or or any of her colleagues decide, no, we don't want to do this, we don't want to work here anymore, they may be recourse at that point to, to leave with severance. Now, depending on, because, you know, usually working in, in one of those anonymous coffee and donut shops, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, those are not senior positions for more, most people, so we may not be talking about a lot of severance. So my advice would be if they want to leave or if your niece wants to leave, before she does that, have her give me a call and we can talk about whether it makes sense to do it and pursue it. Uh, so you can't stop them, but she may have a recourse to treat it as a constructive dismissal. Right. Anything else? Thank you. All right. No. Great. There you are, Julie. The number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and get that happening. Uh, William, good evening. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? Um, I work for. I've been working for this company for twelve years, um, and the last two years they. Basically, they, they give you an evaluation every year, and they say, well, you're not meeting expectations. So the last two years, including this year, they said no raise um, due to not meeting expectations. This year, however, HR and my supervisor met with me and gave me a letter offering me um, a severance, which was 12 weeks. And, um, 
and they said, if well, if you don't take this, then you're accepting that, you know, you have to meet our expectations, and if you don't, then we could fire you. And they gave okay. me, uh, yeah. so they told me I have to sign that, and uh, and I said, well, I'm not going to sign saying I agree to this. I'll sign saying I understand what you're presenting me. And so I, I signed that, and I made it clear. Now, should I have done that? Yeah, no, I mean, it's okay to, to sign something acknowledging that you, you've received the document and you understand what the words mean. Uh, but obviously, I wouldn't want you to sign anything saying, yeah, I agree with what you've said. Uh, ultimately, uh, even frankly, even if you had signed it, it wouldn't necessarily give them new rights. In terms of letting you go for cause, uh, again, it's not necessarily enough to show that you're not meeting expectations. They would Number one, they would have to show that the expectations were reasonable. Number two, they would have to show that they've provided all the help needed to meet those expectations. And number three, they'd have to actually show that you've done something wrong in not meeting those expectations. I don't know, maybe you were, you're not showing up at work or you're not uh, making your calls that you need to make. It's not enough to, to show we needed you to, to, I don't know, sell 90 items and you sold 50 unless they can show you've done something wrong. So, you know, if you're doing something wrong, then obviously you need to, to think about that and, and, and change that. But if you're doing what you're supposed to, doing your best, and maybe it's a question of their expectations not being something that you're able to meet for reasons beyond your control, I wouldn't worry about being let go for cause. If they decide to let you go in that situation, you'd be owed a lot more than uh, 12 weeks. You could be easily owed 12 months pay. So I think mm -hmm. you did the right thing. Do your job to the best of your ability, and if they decide to let you go, then you, you give me a call, and we'll make sure that you get everything you're owed. Uh, is, there, is there a particular reason why you don't feel you're meeting those expectations? I work for an American company, and um, their structure in the U.S. is what they're trying to implement in Canada. And um, obviously we have different types of clients here and so on. And and But we're being um, judged by exactly the same process that they use in the States. So they really come down hard in the last two years saying that, you know, their their matrix is basically, you know, this is what we do in the States. You have to meet that. And right. that's not what we've been doing in Canada. And so this is kind of like, okay, well, I can, I can do that, but I'm still being judged and I'm not doing it the way they do it. Um, so, and they've admitted that, you know, oh, there is a difference in Canada. We understand that. Well, well yeah. all you can do is your best, William, and, and you know, do everything you, you, you can do in your power. In terms of being worried about cause, I really wouldn't be worried. It's going to be extremely difficult to let you go for cause for performance reasons after 12 years. I think you did the right thing, and if they do try to let you go, you give me a call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll take our last break before we wrap up in the next few minutes. you got some time to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Help at employmenthour.com to get a hold of Lior anytime. And his number, you know it, 1-855-821-5900. It's the Employment Hour. Talk Radio, AM 640. Remainder tonight, Monday night, weekend shows as well. And now the Employment Hour in 30 on Global TV, Saturday at 10 a.m. You can go to employmenthourtv.ca to see our first episode, The Maiden Voyage, and subsequent episodes from that point uh, you will have at uh, that particular website. We will get to uh, Bert. Hey, Bert, thanks for hanging on. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Good, sir. What's your concern? Um, we, like the previous caller, we're owned by an American company now. Yep. And they're bringing their, their American uh, style of work in here. But they want to uh, up our uh, contract, renegotiate our contracts. 
but we have a I've signed a contract now that there's no ending date. So right. the contract's good until I quit or until the company releases me. But they want to bring a, a, a contract in now that they, they say to tighten up some certain gray areas in the contract. So my question is, do they have to buy me out of the current contract I'm in now because there's no ending date to it? So, no, they don't have to buy you out, but here's what you need to know. Uh, there's only re one reason, one reason why a company is going to introduce a new contract, and it's not to, to tighten things up, it's not to clarify things, and it's not to give you a good deal. Let's be honest. The only reason they're going to introduce a contract is because there are terms in that new contract that are going to be a lot better for the company. And I can almost assure you that one of the things that contract is going to have is a termination clause, a term that would stipulate that if they let you go, they'll pay you pennies on the dollar. So but what I'm going to say is this. If and when they introduce a contract, I want to see it. I want you to send it to me. You can email it, fax it. I'll take a look, and then we'll discuss it. If, in fact, I'm right, and that new contract is not a good contract, I'm going to advise you at that point not to sign it and just tell them, thanks, but no thanks. I got a job. I got a contract, and I'm happy with it. At that point, they could do one of two things. Okay, either they back off and they let you leave you be, or they're going to have to terminate you with full severance. And it may be better to leave with severance than to continue working under a contract that could potentially cause you a lot of problems. So that's where it is. They can't just unilaterally impose a new contract. You have to accept it, and you should not accept a contract that provides you a bad deal. It may actually be better to leave with severance. So when they introduce it, uh, Bert, I want to see the contract that to because they're talking about because i'm work strictly on commission and right. they're talking about making our territory smaller right there so go right there and then that's what i figured i figured it's a constructive uh yeah, yeah absolutely if it provides you with a different or a worse deal or worst arrangement than what you have what you have right now yeah it absolutely would be a constructive dismissal and and you know i don't think you should accept it so you know rather than speculate if and when they introduce that a contract or they change the terms let me know what it is. Let me see the document, and we'll discuss the specifics. Great. I appreciate it. Love the show. Thanks, Bert. Bert. We appreciate that. That number is one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to a couple emails here as we uh, either get a couple more phone calls or uh, just wrap down the last few minutes of the show. Leor got one from Beth. says, uh, Leor always talks about negotiating severance, but my employer told me that they've made me a good uh, severance offer. They won't increase it. Should I bother having my severance offer reviewed? Well, first of all, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to take Betts's, uh employer's word for it that it's a good severance offer. Hmm. Hey, maybe it is, but somehow I doubt it just based on experience. So Beth can immediately find out if it's a good severance offer by going to the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. If it's a good offer, hey, good, good for you, no problem. But if it's not a good offer, it doesn't matter if they want to negotiate or increase it. They have to. The law requires it. You know, just like you can't decide, well, if the law says this, I'm not going to do it anyway. It doesn't work that way. So guess what? If you're owed more, they'll pay you more. They may not want to, but they will. So use the severance calculator. Call me. I can tell you what you're owed. And certainly if you find out through the calculator that they owe you more, as I suspect you probably are owed more, give me a call. And yes, we can negotiate it. And it's not complicated. And most employers do tell employees, yeah, this is good. There's no point in negotiating. And that's almost never the case. Henry writes in, says, uh, my employer let me go a week after I came back from medical leave. I just found out, or at least I just found an ad online where they've posted for my replacement for me. Can they do this? 
Well, no, it's it's they, they can't. And if you're let go when you're on medical leave, the only way you can be let go while on medical leave is if the reason had absolutely nothing to do with you being on a medical leave. Maybe they shut down the department, they had to cut, you know, 20% of the workforce, whatever it is, okay. In that situation, they may be able to let you go uh, even though you're on medical leave. They obviously have to pay full severance, but they may be able to let you go. But in this situation, if his position is being replaced, you saw that that posting, then obviously he's being let go for other reasons. And, and it's probably because of the fact that he was on a medical leave. That would mean it's illegal. It's a human rights violation. If he's let go because he was sick or on a medical leave, that's something a company's not allowed to do irrespective of severance. So not only do I want to talk to them about severance, I want, I want to talk to them also about this human rights aspect and figure out exactly what they may owe him on that front. So give me a call. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out exactly uh, what we can do to help you. It certainly sounds like uh, this is uh, an, an illegal termination. And the hour has absolutely flown by. We'll, uh, we'll leave it from here. We'll pick it up again on the weekend shows. Of course, Monday night, 7 o'clock, you'll catch the Employment Hour right here on AM640. And now Saturdays, 10 a.m. on Global TV, you'll catch Employment Hour in 30.